Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Houston, PA, Houston's public affairs show, an iHeartMedia broadcast. Our disclaimer says that the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those held by this radio station, its management staff, or any of its advertisers. My name is Laurent. I am the Texan from France, and my guests today are from young audiences of Houston. They are online at www.yahouston.org. It's pretty straightforward. Young audiences of Houston. I often feature performing arts companies uh, on the show because of how they affect civilization, uh, arts education is one way we can actually teach kids to be civil to each other and to behave in groups and uh, to develop a a form of empathy, which is sorely lacking from video games and uh, a lot of home lives. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a gamer. I'm a fan of video games. All right. I'm not denigrating them. I'm just saying that if that's one of the only tools you have in your life, you're missing one of the major ones, which will allow you to not only get along with people, but also to just be less afraid of people when you when you encounter them. And if you take an art class or if you discuss art, it very, very often ends up a, a circle of people around a table discussing each other's people's work. And uh, if you've ever been in a workshop, you might know that you're sort of in a quiet bubble while your work is being critiqued. You're your students, your peers are critiquing your work and you listen while they do that. And then you might have a chance to answer questions after that. But there's a very important process of listening to people criticize something that you've done. And if it's artistic, then it's probably very personal. And uh, to receive criticism, which is constructive and not destructive. Uh, we don't see that on TV. Have, when was the last time you heard a politician be constructive? We can actually teach that to kids, and then they carry that into their lives. And uh, uh, we ripped the arts out of our education system in the late 70s and the early 80s. There was a dearth of it for at least 20 years, and uh, the millennials are the first generation in a long while which are actually getting some arts education or more of it. We're not quite back to where we have a good balance. We want to teach them science and the arts, the philosophies and the physics uh, in equal measure in such a way that they make sense. It doesn't have to be 50-50. But since we've brought the arts back, we are finding that uh, the millennials are, are getting along a lot better than previous generations. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that we're probably going to be surprised about when they grow up and get in control is that we're going to talk a lot less about race the way we do. It'll be less divisive. They're much more accepting of each other. And a lot of it has to do with how they approach art and how they are uh, exposed to each other and their different culture. And it works beautifully if you include art. Anyway, my guests are Whitney Easterling. She is the Director of Development for Young Audiences Incorporated. And Glenn Bailey is their Director of Community and School Partnerships. They have a bunch 
bunch of programs that are going up on stage at Levy Park, and later in the in the fall they will go on stage at the Miller Outdoor Theater. They have uh, a summer camp with the Yellowstone Academy. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, Whitney, what your organization does is use art as an educational tour uh, a tool. I I often have organizations that are there to teach kids how to be artists, or at least to expose them. But your intent is really to school them, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think a big part of the idea behind what we do is to use the arts to engage kids. You know, kids maybe who are behind a few grades or just don't think of school as being that fun. They don't really like math or science or history. How can we take the arts and re-engage them, make it something that's interesting to them again and, you know, bring in a, a Native American performance group and yeah. tie that back to their history class or just those types of ways of thinking outside the box to, to again, get these kids re-engaged. And then they talk amongst each other, I guess. But uh, I guess what I'm interested about your organization is that you're bringing a, a curriculum and mm-hmm. you're constantly vetting uh, programs that are brought in by other people. Glenn, you were talking about this. Uh, you, that's part of what you do for the organization. Yeah, you're looking think, at these programs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the you know the big things in kind of the formal term, right? So we we always look at the idea that the arts and at young audiences is you're learning in and through the arts, and so it can be the direct Direct instruction, the technical side. I want to learn to dance more. I want to learn to play, a, yeah. you know, a violin. But it's really the learning through the arts, you know, using it as that catalyst that that makes it all that much more worthwhile. And so, you know, the artists that we're bringing in, and you know, it's a bit of a challenge as you know, we we have great word of mouth. You know, they understand our history. We've been here for so long, um, and we are part of a national affiliate. And so, you have all these this big network of of similar kind of organizations. What is the national affiliate? Um, it's it's really just young audiences. Okay. And so same kind of idea um, and kind of the, the bigger umbrella is always about equity and access. And so what it means for us is we're directly bringing professional artists into your community, whether it's a school, whether it's a, you know, a, it could be for adults as well. I mean, we could yeah. go into never uh, libraries. Late. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I mean, we have juvenile justice programs. There's mm-hmm. been family-based opportunities. What's the so, juvenile justice program? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we didn't talk about that a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, so what it is, it's, it's part of what we call our arts promise program. And it's really working with low or disenfranchised or kids on, you know, mm-hmm. outside of just normal um, circumstances. Poor and so, kids. And, but not even necessarily. I mean, it could just be that their circumstances – uh, they just weren't as successful in life within whatever setting that they're in. So, yes, they committed an infraction. But for us, it's about the arts is that healing process expression on a better path. Yeah. yeah. And so with Harris County and Fort Bend County, we've had a good and great partnership and the ability of bringing these artists to work with these kids over the summer, mostly um, from ages 11 to 17 on a variety, really across yeah. all the different disciplines. And it's a, about that that process. They're getting away from from uh, you know that normal regiment, and hopefully, you know, yeah. Yeah, gaining a little bit better of a perspective once they leave. This is another example of how the Houston community, and really, I guess, a lot of people in Harris County, think about these things. They're open to trying new things. You're, because you're talking about either bending some of the laws to allow some of these things happening or, or, or changing them. And it's generally not something that you can do very easily. But for an organization like the Yellowstone Academy to exist, uh, they have to have the support of the, of the state and the city. And I, you're giving us another example of where 
Houstonians have said, well, let's try to do this or let's do this. And then they, they, they put their money where their mouth is and they go out and make it happen, even yeah. if it's the complicated task of going to legislatures yeah. and saying, all right, guys, this is what's happening. This is what we want to do. This, and this is what we need from the law. Yeah. And I, I think that that's something else that uh, we haven't seen very much in history. Maybe Houston is on the forefront of, of these things. We're a city that uh, that seems to be really interested in, in diversity and, and teaching them, and bringing in the cultures that form the city yeah. into mm-hmm. our daily lives. We're very proud of the restaurant scene. You can find <laughs> world-class food any from anywhere in, on the planet in Houston. And I've always taken that as a – a representation is a symbol that we we actually care about each other's culture. Yeah. Uh, f- food is love, man. <laughs> yeah, well, really? I'll say food and art are the only two things that you can share, no matter where you're at. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Still get a paper cut and food poisoning, all the same as well. So uh, <laughs> depends on which end of the spectrum, right? You always want to be on. <laughs> that's the wrong end of the spectrum. <laughs> no, Ali, I love food. So I'm good with that. You're listening to Houston PA, Houston's public affairs show. My name is Laurent, and my guests are here from young audiences of Houston. Whitney Easterling is the Director of Development of Young Audiences Incorporated, a.k.a. Young Audiences of Houston. And Glenn Bailey is the Director of Community and School Partnerships. They are online at yahouston.org, yahouston.org. And uh, you do have all these performances that are happening, first with live programs at Levy Park and then at Miller Outdoor Theater. Hey, Levy Park is a wonderful success. This is a for-profit entity that built a municipal park which is really beautiful. They really mm-hmm. did a great job. It is. And, uh, in fact, you can uh, listen to Doug Overman, who is uh, heading the park system. Uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. You can look at the, the, the station's website. The podcast is available to you. Or send me an email, texanfromfrance at gmail.com. I'm happy mm-hmm. to forward you the link to the podcast. Uh, but uh, this is a great success. And one of the, by design, there is a stage and therefore, a lot of time to give to nonprofits in Houston. That's been the concentration. Prelude music classes, young audiences of Houston. Uh, Whitney, what are you guys doing out there? It's going to be you're, you're having shows out there all summer yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. It's free programming. <laughs> yeah. And so it's every first, third, and fifth Saturdays of the month. So we host different artists each Saturday. And workshops start at 1 p.m. So, for example, this past Saturday, we had an artist out there who was making masks with kids. So kids would come and sit down with her and decorate their own masks and do something artsy. It's it's just a neat, neat program. How much does it cost? It's free. Yeah, it's, it's for anybody. Trick question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how are these things Not funded? A- just donations? People are funding the organization or do you have grants? You know, with this particular one, um, it's the benefit of, of being able to partner with someone who has some resources. And yeah. so Levy's able to bring us in as a nonprofit. And so they pay you to really do this? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's definitely – so – and all of the partners there, right? We're, we're all coming in it together and I think – all have been blown away, as as you pointed out, just by how great of a response it has mm-hmm. been with the community. I mean, and it's people coming from all over. It's not just necessarily because if you look at that general area, yeah. it's, a, it's a bunch of office buildings and probably young professionals yep. in, in mm-hmm. some of, of where it's been. And so it's a hipster area. We could yeah. call it that. <laughs> so, it I mean, they're great. They have like the, you know, the farmer's market that's out there. Uh, There's the movie theater often. right next. In other yeah. words, lots mm-hmm. of things that actually brings Houston to yeah. the area. People yeah. who don't live there. But I think, you know, and it's a testament to just how long that process took. I mean, I, I know. <laughs> really? 
and they they got they had to focus on on one. I mean, it's a fifteen million dollar baby that was awesome and redevelopment. I mean, I was amazed by the fact that they took these huge live oaks yeah. and moved them. And you, can, like, uh, you, you can you can see amazing. a video so, uh, Levy yeah. Park's website to see how they move those trees. Really, we wow. human yeah. beings are ingenious yeah. creatures because. Uh, the root system on these trees is a massive undertaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's extraordinary to me is that inevitably they have to cut off some of, the, some of it and uh, that the trees have survived. I think all of them did. Yeah. yeah. Every, anyway, but they and moved these 100-year-old yeah. oaks around, just, you know, moving them around. <laughs> and there's a time-lapse video because, of course, they don't do it quickly. It right. can't be done quickly. It's a, it, that is a very cool process and yeah. well worth a look much better than you know the latest cat video on youtube i'm telling you. <laughs> actually that, that's not true the cat videos are great <laughs> i haven't seen the whole my beer type videos <laughs> need to be replaced with tree tree replacement videos <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know you're right to point this out they put in a whole lot of resources into making this happen yeah. and it is kind of selfless i mean of course it makes perfect sense business-wise it yeah. does but Man, they didn't have to go all out like this. They yeah. could have just made yeah. a nice sidewalk. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. But you know, I mean, it's the it, it really is a it's a great illustration of strategy and how you consider all these different moving pieces. I mean, they were fortunate that they had you know the Upper Kirby Management District and they had some some aspects of it really in place. But you know, great architectural firm and I mean, the renderings even are, are pretty close to what they originally envisioned. And but I think the ongoing process of how are you really supporting and from the programming to how are they going to bring in some additional revenue through you know the garage and the partnerships with shared uh, housing you know as part of uh, the redevelopment of the park and you know the idea is like okay they have this a little bit but it's going to grow i was like okay we'll we'll try it out and we'll see but i mean i go there pretty regularly once we have our workshops and the amount of people there Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day regardless if it's hot if it's Houston, right, it's always either raining or if it's hot. You just never know. Parking. You yeah. know, that's yeah. weird you say People that because my impression of Houston weather is that it is really hot during the summer. Yeah. yeah. But those four months that we suffer the heat, and I don't mind it all that much, so I'm happy. <laughs> we're, the, the recompense is a year. It's nine months of, of or eight months of perfect weather. Yeah, it's like I, I know it rains a lot. It's humid, but man, I just love being able like we have spring instead of winter. Yeah, that's just yeah. one of the best things about living in Houston. <laughs> After yeah. all those long French winters oh, I grew yeah. up in, not many winters, well, long winters here. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Yankee, so coming down here it was definitely an adjustment. Probably took longer than some. <laughs> Maybe, but man, so. <laughs> are you like me? If it's really cold and you're not going skiing, you're less happy that it's really cold. That's yeah. how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where are you from? <laughs> uh, I grew up in Ohio, but I've been in cities the last 10 years. Whitney, some of these programs that you're bringing in are, are mm-hmm. geared directly towards the families and, 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 the, uh, and the parents. Uh, you're constantly looking for something new, or do you have an established uh, well of ideas for these programs? Well, we have about 15 established programs. Um, yeah, and that totals out to about, gosh, 3,600 programs that are actually implemented 
um, just in Houston in 15 different categories. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, so serving about 237,000 kids every year. So what are some of those programs? So um, like Lynn mentioned, the Arts Promise program is specifically for kids who are at risk. We have the Healing Arts for children in hospitals. So we have the Discovery Arts program for children with learning differences. What about the, the kids that have mental disabilities? Mm-hmm. How- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is something that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger burnt down someone who was making fun of the Special Olympics a few days ago. Mm. He did it beautifully. He basically said, mm. you can continue on this path and we'll all forget you by the hour's mm. end. Or you can, you know, maybe uh, go look at these kids and, and see how they can inspire you. Mm. Uh one of the things that we talk about is how we take data to prove that art education is important. But mm-hmm. if you just spend an afternoon with these kids, you can see it happen. And uh, I, I wonder, do you talk to the parents and do they tell you about some of the consequences to their children? Because it happens out, let's say, at Levy Park where you have these activities, but they take all these ideas home. Right. Yeah. And some of them just really get in. Yeah. So what do you hear back from parents of, of those of those special programs? How do they affect the kids? A question for either of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, you know, that's, that's one thing. We're always fortunate enough when we get those moments to where, you know, a child comes back or we're at a program mm-hmm. and a parent comes up to us. And I'll actually, I mean, a, a great example is today. So we had a, a special program where we, we had a musical theater class essentially going throughout the whole school year. And mm-hmm. this parent comes up and just like wanted to rave. It's like, oh, we've been, you know, practicing turns and spins and singing all day and, and every day for probably the last three weeks. And like, I just can't tell you how great of an experience it was to, to be able to do this with my kid. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of fun and funny. It was at, at times, but I mean, it was, it was more than just the kid at that moment. I mean, it was the joy that this arts experience, mm-hmm. like they weren't sitting at a table, no offense to other academic subjects, but just working <laughs> on a piece of paper and, mm-hmm. and worrying about sharpening my, my pencil or, you know, yeah. keeping it a, mm-hmm. a good fine point. And it, it's the involvement process that mm-hmm. the arts bring that goes, you know, much beyond what we probably yeah. imagine or even envision. Anytime we have a new program, professionals talk about how you get into a routine with with a, with a family like this that is dealing with a kid with special needs, and mm-hmm. uh, it's at home, it's at school, and there are fewer opportunities for them to discover their special abilities or mm-hmm. to just, you know. Just get out and get some air. It's, yeah. it's as it's as simple as that. Really, is the ideas come from that, mm-hmm. and to be to find activities that actually allow you to step out of your routine is how you find find a solution and how to find a workable way to work with a disability, for instance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've probably underestimated the uh, this just the idea that these activities exists and and are available to people. Or it's good enough. I think the the. Ability that it's you yourself as a as a parent, as a teacher, as a teaching artist is to to be able to take that risk, and to know that at the end of the day, the experience is is going to be good. It's going to be different, mm-hmm. and hopefully positive. But you know, all of them are coming in 
you have to start somewhere, and they're not always going to be an expert. And we don't know everything right. about dealing with with our kid, uh, probably our own yeah. kid, right? It's the same. You're learning just as much as as we are, and so I mean the ability to see that kind of shining moment or that turn or you know that one <clears throat> mm-hmm. inspiration, that one inspiring moment. Sorry that that. Uh, has them excel yeah. at something and, and in a position to where they weren't in, in two days ago yeah. or, or weeks ago. And so at our gala we heard a really great story and this wasn't from the um the group for with learning differences, but um it was a group of students that mostly were refugees. Um, and I think based on the story, um, there were a handful that were from different countries in Africa. And so culturally, they, they spoke different languages. Um, really, none of them spoke much English yet. Um, and I think they were just all trying to deal with their new surroundings. And so it caused culture some, shock. Yeah, culture shock. Yeah, and with massive. each other in the classroom. And it caused some conflict between the kids. Um, and they recognized that they kind of looked the same, but they didn't speak the same language. And um, anyway, what ended up happening was we had an after-school program there um, that was an, an African music African, program. Yeah, African right? drumming. Yeah, African drumming. And so they ended up coming in and doing this after-school program. The teacher got up and, and spoke at our gala as well as one of the students about how it brought all these kids together. Like it took something that applied to all of their cultures in some way and it brought them together and they all ended up um, learning some English and becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, especially hearing from one of the girls herself who was in that class and in the position of being a, a refugee here in Houston. It was just an amazing, amazing testimony to how the arts, how a drumming class yeah. can you know, for these kids, that was that was their life and their everyday life was was hard and not I mean, that and, much fun. And part of it was, I mean, it was kind of that. Oh, we know we're talking about because we, you know, we work with so many artists, and it was like, well, what's what's best? I mean, what's mm-hmm. going to quickly get to these kids first and still, you know, overcome some of their challenges that we, you know, we know of right at the the bat between, you mm-hmm. know, language yeah. and or just kind of personality and, and conflict in some yeah. sense. And, yeah. You know, there were several in this particular group that were from Africa. And so they're like, well, let's let's try African drumming first. Maybe it'll resonate quicker. It'll um, resonate with anyone. Yeah. Which yeah. In, in reality, really, it wasn't. I mean, it, they, they themselves weren't trained drummers and <laughs> no, percussionists. Beating the skin but it's fun yeah the learning process really took advantage of every part of their their senses and so they had to understand through looking they had the touch mm-hmm. aspect the kinesthetic ability to hit the drum to follow beat uh, and then you know to build that language right? yeah, yeah music's always the first language that we yeah. probably see beyond your you know your visual yeah. so it was great that's a really great example, and it goes pretty deeply in, into how many branches. It's like a tree, and it, it mm-hmm. puts in roots, and then the effects are as, as numerous as the roots, and they spread out. But uh, we don't want to underestimate just the the simple idea that it's an opportunity a lot of times to participate in these activities and uh, walk away with a really great memory of a good afternoon, and that, that in itself is, is really worthwhile. You're listening to Houston PA, Houston's public affairs show. My name is Laurent. My guest- Guests are here from young audiences of Houston. 
online at yahouston.org. Whitney Easterling is the Director of Development for Young Audiences of Houston, and Glenn Bailey is their Director of Community and School Partnerships. I want to end the show talking about uh, the Yellowstone Academy. This is another achievement in Houston. It's a school that is a little bit special because uh, they've set up a program that is not directly in line uh, with HISD, but it is directly in line with the state requirements. In other words, it's just it's a different kind of school. There should be variety in schools, too. And uh, they serve mostly poor kids, right? They're in the fifth ward. So a lot of these kids are just straight up underserved uh, and uh, don't have the opportunities that uh, we we mostly take for granted. And uh, Whitney, you've uh, you've somehow managed to anchor yourselves in, into the school with these programs. What are you offering them? So this is going to be a summer camp, and it's for 40 kids from Yellowstone Academy. It's a way to engage the parents, too, and, and kind of remind the parents that, you know, their their children's education is, is important. And, hey, let's use art to, to make that fun and, and sit down and tie it in together. So Yeah, there's, a, there's often a divide between a, a child's schooling and their parents right. if their parents cannot speak the language. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they haven't had an education themselves, so exactly. they can't count very well. Yes. Or they're illiterate or functionally mm-hmm. illiterate. And uh, illiteracy is a problem that is much more commonplace than we realize. Uh, a lot of people will go through their lives without knowing how to read very well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so the idea that uh, you found a way to bring in activities which will bring the children and the parents back to the table – and on equal footing because you don't need mm-hmm. to understand art. You just need right. to – you relate to it or you right. don't. And if you don't, well, you probably go to different art forms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really – that's what's cool about it is that mm-hmm. if you're doing something that doesn't have a right way or a right answer to, to search for, well – you just you just do it, and you can you can invite anyone to participate with Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, Glenn, how did this happen? Did you did they call you or? You know, it was um, you know it was a great collaboration. It was kind of an idea at first. It really stemmed from youth ideas. Um, we have. What do you mean youth, by that? So uh, we have a youth action committee. Uh, is something that we started, um, and it's really to look at and bring in the perspective of folks that we just don't always get to connect with. And it was high school age, sophomores to seniors. Kind who, of who can group. connect to them? Yeah, I know. Really, <laughs> I know. I've got a three week old, so eventually I'm going to have to get to that point. It's going to be crazy. They're I'm nicer. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, so I mean, it was the idea that they wanted to help other kids how to experience uh, in their minds it was you know through some guided discussion mentorship it's like well we want to be leaders we want to give back we want to volunteer what can we do and we're like well you know we as an organization because we're all about bringing the artist directly to you we haven't operated really under a summer camp um, but we also want to make still true to our mission the idea of bringing equity and access and so providing this platform was come and explore this summer camp idea out of the ability to offer free programming, find a site that there are students that are in need that could benefit from the arts, and then involve um, the, the high school students directly. And not just they're going to be kind of pencil pushers, mm-hmm. watching the kids, taking them to the bathroom, you know, trying to get some of their ideas and, and their kind of desires um, and hopefully build key leadership skills and uh, through volunteer work. 
and then build a learning experience even with that site in mind too. I mean, we've got, uh, there's four educators from that campus that's been involved in our planning process alongside the teaching artist. Um, and so we're directly connecting to their educational objectives. We're making it fun from our end. We want to have it be an arts rich experience. Um, and it's a collaborative process to build this original kind of work mm-hmm. and experience. Um, and it's hoping, you know, we're, we have this idea, we want it and, and, know that it will be successful and then hopefully this is only the beginning and yeah we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to really do it with more schools and communities and folks in mind well so. and maybe you can establish some residencies and schools that are permanent year-round so that there are uh, weekend camps and things like that but just the yeah, idea that yeah. these schools in order to bring the arts back into their curriculum and a lot of times mm-hmm. the pta you know the parents are say hey you guys need to bring some art teachers in yeah. <laughs> that they're outsourcing they're essentially outsourcing the work to you yeah. is a fantastic mm-hmm. idea because that's all you do yeah. you guys that's all you do you just mm-hmm. you think about ways of implementing these programs yeah. and you have a team of people as opposed to just one art teacher with very few resources yeah. right and so I'll say, it's just I mean, a great system yeah and that's a lot of what our our work is um uh, is about i mean i think one of the things that we didn't talk about is our arts action initiative work and so it's the idea it's a strategic collaboration right now with hisd but it's to understand how we can build a greater strategic vision for arts education within the city. And, and you're working with is, HISD on this? This is – yeah, this is one See, we, we can't always so. badmouth HISD. Yeah, yeah. Not always. So, so, but there are some good people there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. And, but, and with that, I mean it's changed. We're going to have a fine arts department there that will have multiple staff members. I mean and this is based on the work. While we're the, the fiscal agent technically for that uh, initiative, you know, we're involving 50-some partners, the different arts organizations to collectively come together yeah. and make this impact. And so – you know, with you know, regard to like an opportunity like Yellowstone, and it's not just a one-off. We, we're building that relationship, mm-hmm. and and it's looking at it. How can the arts go beyond that one-time performance, that one-time residency? Great, we had this drummer in our classroom. You know, we made some songs. They left. And <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it is. You know, sometimes it's starting with those parents and it's having them bring us in and we're really helping enrich, uh, you know, an environment that is so test heavy here. You know, we hear all these things mm-hmm. over here and and or like I I don't want our kids to get in trouble. Let's have an after school program or, mm-hmm. you know, let's, now those after school programs yeah. are incredibly effective. Yeah. If they're yeah. well managed, uh, they motivate the kids to stay in the program because of how fun they are. Yeah. And so the grades are kept up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they can't participate. The Fifth Ward Enrichment Program is a perfect example yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. young men, if they don't keep their grades up, if they're disrespectful of each other, they're mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah. And so they're not. They're, yeah. they're, and they, they flourish. Mm-hmm. Their capacities, their mental capa- capabilities are all tapped into – and uh, you, you, we are reminded that their potential is untouched, but also unharmed. Mm-hmm. And if you just if you just touch it, it just it is set off. And uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to, to light a, a fire. Mm-hmm. And for for whatever reason, we just have decided not to do it enough in the past. And yeah. I, I feel like we're we're kind of living a turn in our culture where. Um, I guess social media has something to do with it for all the evil it does. <laughs> I think it does help to connect people and that's that's ultimately uh, what it's all about. And you yeah. mentioned this drum circle among the African students who had little in common despite being from the same continent. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. You bring food to the table and a little music and you can get everybody to get along. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you know, maybe enough to have really deep-seated religious differences, but we'll we'll work on them too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep being optimistic. Yeah. Uh, folks, you can find out about the programs offered by young audiences of Houston. They serve a quarter million people in the Houston area every year. And if you're not one of them, you're just missing out, man. YAHouston.org. YAHouston.org. And as usual, if you have any questions related to issues that I put on Houston PA, you can ask me directly, Texanfromfrance at gmail.com. I'll answer your email, I promise you. I want to thank you for listening and caring about the issues I put on this show. My name is Lawalt. This has been Houston PA, Houston's public affairs show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.